Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network, and we hope we're just what you needed. Oddity Files Podcast. All things creepy, cryptic, otherworldly. Now I want you to go off on the listeners and tell them hello. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to do that. Hello, welcome to the Audio Podcast. Welcome back, motherfuckers. <laughs> welcome back. I love you. You all are wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Ready to rock on with... No, that's dirty. Um, welcome back to another episode of Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. And I'm Nick Floyd. And we're here to entertain the shit out of you hopefully and love you with all of our hearts we're huggers and if you find it creepy fuck off (laughs) i i like nada nothing not a thing not a thing (laughs) i was like the gears were turning but i learned at a very young age to think before you speak oh see that's my problem (laughs) i speak before i think well, I sometimes I do. I mean, that's I could never. I did a lot of like improv as a kid, and so that was one thing where I was like, man, I really had the dream of a as a child to be like, man, I want to grow up and do like improv. And then I was like, I could never do that because there'd be a point where after like twenty minutes of improv, my I wouldn't think before I spoke. I'd just say stuff, and then the, and then I'd just probably say something real. That's offensive. what this podcast is. This is your <laughs> dream come true. <laughs> Yeah, but we cut off at like right at an hour. So after an hour, though, oh, it's who knows? Oh, we've had a couple hour, 20 minute episodes and shit goes off the rails, people. (laughs) Yeah, that's also true. But it's my favorite. (laughs) This week, y'all that are members on the Patreon, you got to see me investigate with my haunted doll for like seven minutes. Bitch answered questions, Nick. I'm just saying. shit. Yeah. So How come and I don't then, get these videos. Oh, I need to add you to the Patreon. God damn it. I can probably just text it to you. But um yeah. If you're not a member of the Patreon, you should be. If you are, you're watching us there right now. It's patreon.com slash oddity files. All the videos are available to Patreon members subscribing five dollars or more a month. And our Patreon producers are Donald Blancheflower, Doug Malden Locke, and Ryan Hoke, and we appreciate you guys. Those are the big guns. Those are the ones that are getting shit done, and we couldn't do this without you. So thank you, gents. I saw my book cover, Nick. Oh, yeah. Super excited. Well, actually, this Beyond the Fray has been absolutely amazing throughout this. So go check them out. Buy all the books they sell. Um, they actually said... Well, what ideas do you have for a book cover? So I, you know, mocked something up on Photoshop with like stolen pictures from, you know, clip art and shit. They've got the, you know, the the watermarks all over. And I said something like this. And they came through. And I cannot wait till I can share this shit with all of you. The name of the book is I'd Rather Talk to Dead People. And my name's really big at the bottom. That's all I know. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to be that big. I'm like, oh, that's really big. 
they had to double stack the name because it's so big. Well, almost. Yeah. If they'd have done it anymore, it would have been a dash and then it would just send it around to the next side. It's like every Dean Koontz book ever written. It's like his name is literally just like Dean Koontz. And then the cover, the the title of the book is like a magnifying glass to find that shit. Yeah, exactly. You're like, what am I reading? (laughs) Uh, I still don't have a release date, though. Uh, apparently they're going to have to tweak a lot of the shit because I was just spitballing, you know, just writing. I'm not a writer. I can tell a story, but I'm not a writer, to be perfectly honest. So God love them for sending it to whoever they need to to fix all the stuff and all the things. Whoa, no one's ready. That's crazy. I'm not ready. Yeah, you got you to gotta have time I, for a book tour. <laughs> I do want to have some kind of party somewhere, though. I don't know. I need a... No, I don't because I'm not that important. I don't need a PR person. <laughs> you got to time your release of the book with a vaccine so that way you can have a party yes. and not feel bad about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it would have to be at a haunted location. Absolutely. And there may be an investigation. These are all what I dream about at night while I'm snoring very loudly in my husband's ear. You don't want to know what I dream about. You know what? Do you want to know what I, I dream do. about? I do. God damn it. <laughs> So I, <laughs> I had a dream. He's gonna make it dirty. I had a dream. Okay, like you, you can't, you can't let this get dirty because it's not. I promise. You just gotta let me finish my thought. I had a dream that I was on like a business trip with a group of people. We were doing. It was a business trip, and we were staying at this hotel. And it, like the, everything was normal. It was like a COVID times. It was the pandemic. The hotel was like empty. And for some reason, and I, I'm not even a fan of his or listen to his music, so I don't know what the fuck he was doing in my dreams, but Justin Bieber was there, and it was like, <laughs> it, it was like... <laughs> Didn't he marry Miley Cyrus? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It, it was like, it was like a high school locker room scenario where like, we're all, we all went like for a drink and then... And then, and then everything. Everybody was, got naked. How can I not make this dirty? <laughs> Everyone was getting ready for bed, and then Justin Bieber tried to shave my goddamn beard off my face, and so it was this like motherfucker. It was like this Kill Bill style fight scene of Justin Bieber and I in this like hotel no. bathroom. With he's got like a, a beard trimmer, and I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here, Bieber!" And he's like, "I'm gonna shave that beard." This is what you dream. <laughs> and then I woke up. <laughs> Let's hope this doesn't come true. Because one, I would not like to see you hang out with Justin Bieber. Two, the beard is what makes you, my friend. Oh, I I think what happened was uh, I watched the show Dave on FX and Bieber has a cameo. And then I also have been contemplating a lot with the COVIDs of just starting fresh with my beard. I don't have to be around people. I can do it, yeah. let it grow back in, and every time I've done it, which is like twice in my life, it's come back thicker and better than before. So, okay. Do you look like a ten-year-old when you shave your beard? Yeah, that's also the thing. I feel like I've <laughs> aged like ten, twelve years in the last year. So I've like, how do I age backwards? I shave the beard. Time travel. Boom. I won't let Chris shave the beard because I feel like a dirty old lady every time he does. Yeah, that, I mean, listen, it's been this it's way the name for twenty-five years. <laughs> I've, I, the last time I shaved my beard, Jackie cried. So I think she was like devastated. 
But yeah, uh, I I love the facial hair. I really do. I'm now if Chris grew, grew like a Nick style beard, it would be weird because yeah. he he keeps his hair so short. You know what I'm saying? It just wouldn't work. But I love that fucking scruff. I do, I always have. I mean, back when we got together, I talked him into a goatee. Oh, that's shit. how long ago it was. Good lord, like a Steven Seagal. It was popular then. Yeah, of course it was. <laughs> of course, that's okay. I uh, I had a mustache for like a hot minute. Oh, don't ever do that again. It was it was all right. It was. <laughs> I need to see pictures, and I'll let you know if it was all right. <laughs> uh, there's uh, there's some sort. Of, I shaved, I did it for a video, so I was like, I did a video, okay. and I was yeah, and I had a, a mud. But that's the thing. It's like either I get a haircut, or I just trim down. I like, to like the scruff. curly locks. I hate it. I hate it. I do what I did. I cut my own hair. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about doing like a Joe Exotic type mullet where I just kind of shave oh, off yes. the sides and then I just have oh, can, all along. Can we do a photo shoot like a podcast promo photo? I'll come down to fucking Tennessee. I don't care. I'll wear a goddamn mask. <laughs> we could. You could be Carol Baskin and I could be Joe Exotic. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. That would be so magical. I could get the big flower. Did you see she got voted off Dancing with the Stars? Already yes. did she? Yes. Thank God. Yes. Oh my god. I was goodness. so disappointed in the show that I don't watch that they even signed her on. I it, it was such a like it, it shows all those shows like well I I not the mass singer because the mass singer are like D-list celebrities that they like I've never seen it. It's a disaster, but Dancing with the Stars is like the zeitgeist. Like they try to get people that will stir people up because who wants to do oh. Dancing with the Stars except people who like a chunk of change? Fucking Carol Baskin. Fucking Carol Baskin. I, I didn't wish think she'd 2020. Just go away. I God, I wish. I listen. I mean, I'm gonna get framed for murder if I keep talking. Like, well, you too. I mean, if we keep, <laughs> we're sitting here like, <laughs> oh, I, I'd kill her and I'd be like, yep, it was me. Send me money. Get me out of jail now. We're sitting here like, I wish Carol Baskin would just go away. Like the same shit that she's doing for her ex-husband, we're doing here on the podcast. If she goes missing, yeah. that blood's on our hands. <laughs> True, true. I actually talked about this on Miss Murder because we talk about her quite often over there because we hate her, that fucking bitch. Anyway, um, that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> His, what is her ex, what is her dead husband's name? Was it Rob or Ron Dawn. or something like that? And his kids paid to have a commercial on the opening episode of Dancing with the Stars saying, please help us find our father. We have a reward. Any yep. information, blah, 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 blah. So I know this isn't a true crime podcast. I know this isn't. The Tiger King was fucking weird, though. So it works. Yeah. It was uh, It was like, remember, <laughs> I feel like 2020 is like, remember when Tiger King was on and it was all we could talk talk about and now it we're all like, like. It seems like it was five years ago. It does. But it's also like this filthy feeling of regret. Like, I need a shower. Like, I'm disappointed in myself. And I think everyone else is, too, for loving it as much as we did. <laughs> We needed it then. We, we needed did. white trash to make us happy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, Get Scared, the podcast. I have, I want you guys to check it out. Um, It's just been relaunched, told you about it last week. But Nick, the reason I brought it up is I had a pretty established author send me a catalog of a, a short horror stories. Ooh. And I chose the one about the gnome. Just want you to know. I'll let you know when that episode airs. Hell to the yes, you better uh, you better do that because I need it. I need some uplifting, upworld type content. Um, 
I've been lacking lately. If you follow me on Instagram, it's been a, it's ha- been. Tell me, I know this episode is airing the week after you put it on your Instagram. Instagram, tell me about Hedwig's theme, please. It was so magical. <laughs> so I was just sitting on the couch, <laughs> and I'm like listening to music, and on the playlist, somehow, some way, uh, Hedwig's theme, composed by the great John Williams, comes on. And I forgot, I was like, damn, this goes hard. And I tweeted about it, but I'm like, no one follows me on Twitter. No one uses Twitter. I do, I liked it. Yeah, you're the only one. Well, no one, I, I'm just like, I'm that's like. That's why I'm I sharing can... all your shit on the Oddity Files Twitter, so people will follow you. I feel bad, okay? <laughs> just kidding. It's like I'm totally everyone, kidding. I made all that up. <laughs> everyone's off Twitter. I mean, like, I read a, I read some sort of stat that was like, here are the social media network, networks and how they rank, and Twitter was like way at the bottom oh, of like, yeah. people just aren't on it. But I was like, man, I feel like words don't describe how I hear this song in my head when I mean it goes hard, and so... I whipped out the MIDI keyboard and I just tap tappy tap some drums, some uh, some. <laughs> some I, I had a flashback too. of a friend's episode of Ross playing the keyboard. <laughs> Please tell me you've seen that one. I have, um, <laughs> and you know I, I'll say I'll say that I mean this is probably it's there will probably be more on my Instagram between now and oh, this I can't episode airing. I have about uh, eleven songs lined up. <laughs> that I want to do. So yes, make this a thing. What's the hashtag? <laughs> there is the hashtag. Oh, there's gonna be. Tweet eventually, at us. Eventually. I am at I am Nick Floyd. Tell us. Yeah. Post or, them on Twitter too. Let's get you some followers over there. Instagram. Instagram is the place to be. I got I got movie roulette starting back. I started back October first. So that real good movie awesome. roulette's coming back. Um, the upworld stuff, I swear there's going to be some dope ass payoffs to like that weird journey I've gone on with this movie. I promise you, I promise you there's some cool ass shit. And then this, these movie themes, uh, yeah, please follow me. I'm excited. (laughs) Please wear that same jacket. Oh, all the, every second of the, every video, a hundred percent. And I want to go to Goodwill and find you more wardrobe specifically for those segments. Please, I got the jacket from Germany. Did you really? <gasps> That's like the shit they wore when I was in Germany the first time in 1989. <laughs> yeah, I. That's actually like that jacket is a like a, a designer in New York, and it's like a $300 jacket in, in the United States. Of but course. in Germany, because that's a very popular style of in Europe, and in in Europe, yeah. that type of fashion is huge even now. Over there, it was like 60, 70 bucks. I was like, nice. shit, yeah. So, it's look my at prize you with possession. your fashion hacks. No food hacks this time, but fashion hacks. No. Thanks, Nick Floyd. Uh, thank Back you. to you. <laughs> I did drive through McDonald's and I told them about my food hack, and they were impressed. What they say? Did they give you free sauce? Oh fuck no! I had to buy more nuggets to get the sauce. <laughs> Damn it. Did you say throw some extra sauce in there, bitches? Because I got food hacks to make. Every time, like, I feel like this sauce should be spicier, but I told him, I was like, yeah, you know, I, I had this food hack and I put it on the sandwich and it was great. And they were like, oh, that's a really good idea, man. And I was like, thanks. And I ordered nuggets. And then I was like, can I have that mighty hot sauce as well? And he's like, oh, man, you like it spicy. And I was like, it's not that hot, but thank you again. <laughs> 
Because the last person told me the same thing. Well, maybe your taste buds are different. Maybe it would kill me if I tried it. Let's go with that. So maybe. I mean, they were the guys were nice. The last two guys I've talked to at the that specific McDonald's location were like these high school teenagers, like super oh, super it. nice. But they're just like, yeah. yeah, you like it spicy, and I was like, yeah, yeah. So, some would say that I like it spicy from time to time. And then Nick made it dirty. Yeah, yep, there it is. <laughs> Okay, I've got no segue for this, but back to you, Kitsy, with Paranormal in the News. So I struggled, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, Nick and I are recording these episodes back to back. So last week's happened for you was a week ago. For us was 15 minutes ago. And I only had one Paranormal in the News story. So Corey in the Facebook fan group came through last minute because I'm like, oh, my God, help me. I need a Paranormal in the News story. So check out our Facebook fan group because shit like this goes down and you missed it. And the headline from The Mirror, so you know it's very credible is cursed doll with evil nope evil evil <laughs> cursed doll with evil sign nailed to his chest is hung from tree spooked locals the mysterious cursed doll is tied by a rope on a small piece of wood and is covered by a sign which reads evil lives here on a tree in old swan Liverpool. Look at the oh. UK pulling it out hardcore. I like it. When you think spooky, do you think the UK? I don't. I I think there's a lot of history and uh, yes. aged things. I think when I think England, I think like castles and shit, and that I'm like those are yeah. definitely haunted. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd say a little paranormal. This episode's about to go full fucking circle just putting that out there no spoilers the mysterious doll is tied to a rope on a small piece of wood i already fucking said that it's also pinned up by a rusty nail like a stake through the figure's heart the liverpool echo reported it was first spotted by don hall who passes the sign in old swan area regularly on her way to work she said quote it's baffling everybody I lived here 15 years and have never seen anything like that before. It looks like it's been there for a while. The nails are all rusted. It bends in with the tree. It's really scary. Now I've taken pictures of it. I feel spook and I'm wondering if I'm cursed now. It's been put on social media and everyone's baffled in the swan about it. I wonder what they mean by the swan. Sometimes they have these like little things they throw into sentences. I'm like, what does that mean in the UK? Plot twist. Nikki Hastings, tell me now. <laughs> Translate. One possible explanation for the weird doll is that it's a reference to the discovery of a mass grave in nearby St. Oswald Street. How have I never heard of this? How old is this article? The 9th of September, 2020. In English, that's September 9th, 2020. I mean, in American. In English. It's September 9th. Okay, so apparently a mass grave was uncovered uh, near in nearby St. Oswald Street. A total of 3,561 bodies were found in coffins piled 16 deep by council workmen in 1973 and were subsequently cremated. It was a popular local rumor that many of the dead had holes in their chests as if a stake had been driven into them. But why the bodies were buried there remains a mystery. 
oh, they just took this to vampires. I'm just saying. Wow. That's, uh, huh. I, you know, I feel like it's not super far off that these bodies who had There's the doll. passed. Let's see. Oh, okay. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, kind of looks like a Muppet. I feel like I it's it's very like Walking Dead status where it's like I feel like in a world in a time when especially in Europe where if vampires were talked about, I don't think people necessarily were like died by a stake in a heart. But maybe there was a period of time where when there were corpses that came through the morgue or whatever, they would stake it in the heart just for the hell of it to make sure that this shit doesn't come back just to, to life. Sure. Yeah, because. Shit or it was, was crazy. a way to get away with murder. That also is true. <laughs> I'm just thinking if I lived back then, I would be the, be the best serial killer ever. I'm sorry. I thought it was a vampire. Oh, oops. Again. I'm sorry. I thought that was a vampire. <laughs> You're just like, Kitsy Duncan, vampire hunter. It's me. That would be fun. <laughs> I didn't think about the whole Buffy point there. But yeah. see, I would I would actually kill people I didn't like and say I thought they were a vampire. Buffy didn't do that, did she? I never watched the show. Well, I mean, she could have. She just didn't say she knew or liked the people. The whole show could have been a con, a ploy. Who knows? Oh, snap. Now I have to watch it. I feel like that's anything's possible. I feel like oh. the best plot twist for a show like The Walking Dead, like these people this group of people who just are killing these zombies in the end of the show. They're like, there were never really zombies. These were just people who were crazy, who were just out for blood and just killed people. Oh, please. It's, it's like it's canceled at this point, right? Yeah. Well, yes, please. <laughs> that would be, that would be a great ending. Like, I feel like it, what I'm saying is any show or movie could be twisted yeah. that like maybe Buffy, knew all those vampires like she it was all set up like she set this whole thing up so she could because she was bloodthirsty she just wanted to kill shit here i thought i was smart getting away with murder but you just ruined that so <laughs> buffy for the win oh snap oh guys i forgot to tell you this is a paranormal podcast where we talk about sh weird shit we find on the internet we have some social sites like twitter and instagram and maybe tiktok still up i'm not sure nick where can they find those um, they can find those at Oddity Files. That's it. So well done. So Thank well you. done. We have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash Oddity Files. We have a website. It's OddityFiles.com. Everything's just Oddity Files. We have a email address where we'd really, truly like you to send your own personal paranormal stories with a beginning, a middle, and an end to Oddity Files crew at gmail.com and we have a couple really cool groups on facebook too we have the oddity files fan group just click join you're in it's you're an asshole you're out but if you <laughs> click join you're in we've got the odd coven which is new it's me and my friend marjorie made it it's all things odd and witchy because um the tiktok may go away someday and where the hell else are these baby witches supposed to go so there you have it. All the stuff and all the things. Oh, and there's a show on Amazon Prime that I oh, always yeah. forget to talk about. We didn't even talk about check that it out. at all last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. The one before that either. Probably. But it's spooky season. You have all the reason in the world to tell your friends about Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. Three seasons. It's all you're getting. But three seasons of Oddity Files on Amazon Prime. 
Have you have you watched it? Have you checked to see if it's part of the the watch parties on Amazon Prime now? I have not. I'm gonna write that down, or I'm. Gonna you should check forget. and see, and then do like a watch party or something. It's super fun. Yeah. It works pretty well. I had some issues with it. I was trying to watch a movie, and uh, it was a little glitchy, but it was still really cool to like be watching, like chatting with your friend while you're watching yeah. a movie. So it was great. And it's That's not disruptive because so no one's talking over it. You're just chatting yeah. with each other. If you don't want to watch the chat, you don't have to watch the chat. Exactly. Speaking of something I've been binging and I'm not quite finished with yet is Ratched on Netflix. Ah, the costuming, the sets, fucking Ryan Murphy is king. Um, I've always if if I if I ever had been reincarnated, I would have said it would have been from like the 30s and 40s after the war with the shoulder pads and the poofy sleeves and the ah, oh, just so amazing. Not done with it yet. Gets pretty gross. A lot of, you know, like organic special effects going on there, which I'm not used to with Ryan Murphy because, you know, Scream Queens and an American Horror Story and Hollywood had zero blood in it. So, yeah, it gets pretty gross. But so far, well done. Even Chris is like, when are we watching the next one? Oh. Well, he it, did say, we spoke about the blood, and he's like, well, now I'm just fucking invested. So I will add that disclaimer. <laughs> I need to check it out. I need to, uh, I've been so behind on like TV. There's so much TV to watch, but like, I just want movies and there's just nothing. But October, thank God for October, because there's so much shit coming out. I am, I am ready. Finally. What are you looking forward to the most? Uh, I'm looking forward to, I guess, uh, there's a movie called Possessor that David Cronenberg's son directed that's supposed to be super crazy and fucked up. It comes out at like end of October or first week of November. There's another movie called The Wolf of Creek Hollow or something that's coming out next week that's supposed to be super awesome. I can, I'm like, this is going to be my favorite movie of the year. I cannot wait for it. And then Netflix has other horror movies. Prime has all their Blumhouse horror movies from indie directors. It's just going to be like a onslaught of this horror movie. And there's a remake of oh, The Coven that is coming out. Oh, it, yeah. I'm I'm more of the TV binger. You're more of the the movie watcher. I am super stoked for the Haunting of Bly House. Oh, I'm I there. I cannot fucking wait. Yes. That's 100%. I like it takes a lot to rattle me and Haunting of Hill House multiple times like fucked me up oh i'm a sucker for the jump scare i i just i just love it that's why i loved all the paranormal activity movies i love the jump scare the blood and stuff is not really my thing but make me go like that i'm good to go (laughs) yeah i like to this day i will never forget the it's in it's i mean spoiler alert kind of it's in one of the final episodes of haunting a hill house where this where the sisters are driving and they're and it's just so beautifully done and they're like oh. starting to argue and they're are they're it's getting more and more heated in the car and then right at the peak of the argument there's that jump scare of the sister's dead face in the back seat that shit scared me so bad i screamed watching it i love it so much so much oh my god it's so good if you haven't watched haunting a hill house what are you doing what are you fucking waiting for (laughs) exactly it's so well done and i guess you can go back and watch it which i haven't yet i told myself i was going to rewatch it before bly house comes out so when we're recording this i have a day i think um 
But if you go back, just all the ghosts in the background of all the scenes is magical, I've heard. It's so cool. I, I didn't love the the way that it was all tied up. I didn't I didn't love it because it there was just a lot to process. But it's just such a well made freaking show. And the same I mean, the guy who did it, um, Mike Flanagan, anything he's done, just open his IMDb and just watch everything. Watch Yeah. Watch uh Ocu- or, uh Oculus and and the uh Doctor Sleep Isn't was that great. Karen Gillum? Doctor Sleep was so amazing. Yeah, Doctor. The director's cut of Doctor Sleep, the long ass version, is so good. Um, Hush is great on Netflix. He did just just look on his IMDb and just be like, I'm gonna watch all these movies uh, leading up to Halloween because he's like the best horror director out there right now. There you go. I said it. You I guys said it. are set for what to watch <laughs> this October. Just go to the what was his name again? <laughs> Mike Flanagan. Yes, go to his IMDb and check it out. Because, I mean, even a few you've mentioned, I'm like, oh, my God, that's like my favorite ever. So I'm going to yeah. do that. And I Oculus is so good. Too. If you haven't seen Oculus, it's so good. Oh, it's so. I mean, maybe it hasn't like aged well. I don't know. But it's so it's told so well and stylishly. It's very much like uh, Haunting Hill House. It's like the perfect combo of like if you want a movie version that's kind of like Hill House, Oculus is super cool nice well look at that you guys are set you listen to oddity files once a week the rest of your time is taken up by nick's assignment if you choose to accept it i feel like the the only this episode is literally just banter like this is going to be a full episode of banter (laughs) i covered some things and i'm i was just about to ask you if you had a story (laughs) Banter, banter, banter. Banter, banter. It's the name of this episode, banter, banter, banter. I I like that because we're selling it for exactly what it is. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) But I believe, sir, am I going first? Uh, We just recorded this 30 minutes ago. No. told stories 30 minutes. It's me. Okay. (laughs) I thought I was losing my mind. I'm like, I thought it was Nick. But now I'm second guess. I am the worst second guesser of myself. <laughs> Nobody else in the world, only myself. I listen. I dare anybody to have the stamina to do two episodes back to back. It's hard work, people. It's a lot. Anyway, uh, this is how much we love you. We, yeah, I love you know what, and how much I love you, Kitsy, because I get to spend two hours tonight with you, so I'm happy about it. I love you more. Oh, You're the best it. ever. Uh, oh. All right, let's tell a story that. Uh, if you're a longtime podcast listener, I apologize if you heard the story before. I'm going to try to get through it quickly. It's There's some big words. I have a decent vocabulary. So just bear Mine's with got me. some big words, too. Banter, banter, banter. Ban- big words, big words, big, big words. Big words. <laughs> fumble, fumble, fumble. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, you're welcome, Patreon members. Yeah, here you go. This comes from allthatsinteresting.com. Love that history science and news the fact that this one this story made it on that site is fascinating as fuck to me so um let's dive into it and see what happens okay yes please this story is the true story of the exorcist there it is i don't think we've done this story that's it that's that's the in 99 (laughs) episodes no way. In case you guys are wondering, this is the 99th episode. 
The, we've never done the true story of The Exorcist. Get out of here. Well, it's a good one. I mean, I'm Alzheimer's years old, so I know I didn't do it. <laughs> well, then let's dive in. Uh, this is yes. takes, pla- takes place in the era that you that you love, Kitsy. This is the late 1940s, so maybe not the 30s, but it is the 1940s. Yeah. In suburban Washington, D.C. with a family named Hunkler. That's H-U-N-K-E-L-E-R. Hunkler. <laughs> I'm assuming. Thank you for that spelling. Hopefully I never have to say it again. (laughs) Because I could be getting it wrong. Um, Their 13-year-old boy, believed to be named Ronald and later referred to in the literature as Roland Doe, among many other names, was despondent over the loss of his beloved Aunt Harriet, a spiritualist who taught him many things, including how to use a Ouija board. Yeah. In early 1949, shortly after Aunt Harriet's death, Ronald began to experience strange things. He heard scratching sounds coming from the floors and walls of his room. Water dripped inexplicably from pipes and walls. The most troubling thing was that his mattress would suddenly move. Terrifying. Yeah, for a 13-year-old kid, absolutely. For a 50-year-old woman. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Um, Disturbed, Ronald's family sought the help of every expert they knew. The Hunklers... Fuck. Consulted doctors, <laughs> psychiatrists, and their local Lutheran minister. But they were no oh, help. Oh, those Lutherans are trouble. I'm just they, saying. <laughs> I, I was raised one. None of them were help at all. The minister suggested that the family seek the assistance of the Jesuits. Sure. Maybe? Sure. I, that sounds right. Uh, Father E. Albert Hughes, the local Catholic priest, asked his superiors permission to perform an exorcism on the boy in late February of 1949. However, Hughes stopped the right when Ronald broke off a piece of spring from the mattress that he'd strapped down to and lashed the priest across his shoulders. Oh, Ronnie's pissed. Uh, Yeah. A few days later, red scratches appeared on the boy. One of the scratches formed the word Lewis, which indicated to Ronald's mother that the family needed to go to St. Louis. St. Louis. That's the home I was talking about that people live in now. It's that's insane to me. Mm-hmm. The Hunklers had relatives in St. Louis, um, so they set off to try to find a way to save their son. Of course, a cousin of the family was attending St. Louis University at the time of Ronald's struggles. She put the Hunklers in touch with Father Walter H. Halloran and Reverend William Bowdern. Bowdern, Bowdern, Bowdern. Sure. Sure, tomato, tomato. After consulting with the university's president, these two Jesuits agreed to perform an exorcism on young Ronald with the help of several assistants. The men gathered at the residence on Roanoke Drive in early March of 1949. There, the exorcists witnessed scratching on the boy's body and the mattress moving violently. The kid wasn't lying. Yeah. These were the same type of things that had happened in Maryland when the first exorcism failed. Amid these bizarre happenings, Bowdern and Halloran, according to the reports, noticed a pattern in Ronald's behavior. He was calm and normal during the day, but at night after settling in for bed, he would exhibit strange behavior, including screaming and wild outbursts, clearly details that identify this as the true story of the exorcist. My dogs are possessed is what you're telling me. Yes. They're angels during the day at night. They lose their fucking minds. You should probably uh, get a Jesuit uh, involved. Is that a religion? I think. Or is it, that like. I'm pretty sure. I think it's like a okay. Catholic priest. Oh, okay. 
Maybe. I believe you. Ronald would also enter a trance-like state and start making sounds in a guttural voice. The priest supposedly also saw mysterious flying objects in the boy's presence and noted that he would react violently when he saw any sacred objects presented by the attending Jesuits. At one point during this weeks-long ordeal, Bowdern reportedly saw an X appear in scratches on Ronald's chest, which the priest believed signified the number 10. Like before his eyes? Yeah. Oh, snap. This is some crazy shit. And this happened. Like, this was a real thing. Oh, yeah. It's so nuts. In another incident, a pitchfork-shaped pattern of red lines moved from the boy's thigh and snaked down towards his ankle. These types of things happened every night for more than a month, and everyone witnessing the events believed that Roland was possessed by ten demons. Ronald. I don't know why it says Roland, but he was possessed by ten demons. Well, that's the name they gave him, Roland Doe, but he's Ronnie. Yeah. I think they're like, the person that wrote the article was like getting confused, but... Yeah. I was on the same page with you. Perfect. All the same. Uh, the story concludes uh, the two priests never gave up as they continued the exorcism night after night. On the evening of March 20th, the exorcism reached an unhealthy new level. Ronald oh, snap. urinated all over his bed and began shouting and cursing at the priest. Now Ronald's parents had had enough. They took him to Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis for more serious treatment. Finally, on April 18th, a quote-unquote miracle occurred in Ronald's room at Alexian Brothers. It was the Monday after Easter, and Ronald awoke with seizures. He yelled at the priests, saying that Satan would always be with him. The priests laid holy water, or holy relics, crucifixes, medals, and rosaries on the boy. At 10.45 p.m., that evening, the attending priests called on St. Michael to expel Satan from Ronald's body. They shouted at Satan, saying that St. Michael would battle him for Ronald's soul. Seven minutes later, Ronald came out of his trance and simply said, he's gone. The boy recounted... So his meds kicked in? Yeah, I'm basically. Sorry. Basically. <laughs> the boy recounted how he had a vision that St. Michael vanquished Satan on a great battlefield. There were no more documented instances of strange occurrences and behavior after that. And Ronald went on to live a completely normal life from that moment forward, despite providing... I am curious whatever happened to him. Yeah. Somewhere in here, it, this is a, it's a massive, massive, massive article, but... Uh, oh, I'm sure. I've never seen The Exorcist. Yeah, apparently... So that was completely enthralling for me. <laughs> apparently, they just don't know... Well, good. They, they don't even know his... That he lived happily ever after. Yeah, that they said that he'd be in his early 80s at the time of this article being written. Sources say that Ronald found a wife and started a family. He named his first son Michael after the saint believed to have saved his soul. That's it. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> All allegedly. The craziest thing is the room in the Alexian Brothers Hospital was actually boarded up and sealed following the exorcism. Oh, shit. That's amazing. Yeah. And... We all know my thoughts on demons. I don't think they're ever going to attach themselves to a little boy, you know, or a little girl in the movie or whatever. But if, and here's the thing. I mean, what if the priests were over-exaggerating about these scratches showing up in front of their eyes? What if the kid went to the bathroom and scratched himself and then came back and, oh, now they're well. I'm just so torn when it comes to possession and 
and demons. Because if demons can possess a person, can just regular old Joe? I mean, look at the ghost movie with Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg. Got a little spicy there. Um, But I don't know. I'm just, I feel like there would be, in this day and age, concrete evidence Video or like the demon house in Gary, Indiana, the kid that was possessed that in the hospital room ran up the wall. Like within this decade, this last decade, I guess it's 2020. Um, but there's no video proof of it. So I I don't the know. Video, the video proof is torn. something that I will never understand because I agree. Like if you if something has happened for a month straight, like this specific mm-hmm. case, at what yeah. point do you not go? I should probably bring a camera in there to like document this. But then the flip side is that there's always been a separation of church and science. Yeah. The two have never really gotten along um, ever. So right. the only reason I think you would videotape and video document and even audio document these specific things, which I know there is some, there are some audio files of actual exorcisms being performed, which are fucking terrifying to listen to. But um, video. But I could talk like this too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why I'm just. It's just nothing has ever made me go, oh fuck. You know what I'm saying? And, well, and I'm. And that's like this it, is where I'm a true fucking skeptic. Yeah, it's. You know, like on the on the topic of like church and sciences and and religion and science and things like that, there are a lot of uh, moments within faith that disagree with science and science that disagrees with religion. Right. But there's a point where I think any believer or any like person of faith, whether you are at the top tier, uh, you were a pastor or priest, uh, the fucking pope you reach a point where like you see something where like you, you go medical science needs to get involved. Like this is something yeah. that could be, yes, we can call it the work of the devil and we can treat it as such, but this also needs to be studied because this could be a form of, of medical issues that we've never seen before, but also scientifically, if there's something there, I don't know. I really don't, I, but yeah, I agree. Yeah. That was a really good story, though. I've never heard the full story. I've never seen the movie. Um, but that that was good. Oh, and, and I'm glad that he went on to have a family. I, I hope he's still alive, and I hope he's still happy. And I hope his um, psychosis was taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. And, and there's more to the story. I mean, the story is, is openly Googleable. Um, if you Google Ronald Doe or Roland um, or The Exorcist True Story, you can continue to read the story. I just wanted to make the focus on um, Lil Ronnie, but uh, I like that the priests have a continued story. They have um, there's more to the story of the the history of the, the movie The Exorcist and the book The Exorcist um, that are based on the actual journals and case files and stuff like that. But Google, go nuts. I won't. But Dude. thanks for the invite. Fair. <laughs> Your story was just enough for me. So guys, have you heard of paraboxmonthly.com? Get ready for this. It's kind of cool. Every box contains an amazing soft style paranormal t-shirt and a content card. These items also contain a hidden password. Okay, once discovered, 
it'll open up a new mystery online. How cool is that? If you can solve their challenge, you'll be entered into a monthly drawing for free merchandise. So cool. So here's all you need to do. You head to paraboxmonthly.com and add promo code OddityFiles. And you're set. Check it out. It's paraboxmonthly.com, promo code OddityFiles. Check it out. I am super excited about our latest podcast partner, which is Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, they want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash bonescoffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost effective there and the store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Um, I have a story and last week I was talking about my, my grocery store haul and I pulled it straight out of one of those magazines or periodicals. I don't even know what they're called. Um, added some Google for flavor and I'm going to tell you the story of the tower of London haunting. Let me just say those magazines, like I'm sitting here next to this Bigfoot magazine. I there's something sacred about like magazines and if there's magazines and they've, and they've compiled research and they need to fill magazines have to fill pages with content. And there's just something about it that you're getting shit. That's not on the internet or you have to really dig. And I just fucking, I love it. So I am, Oh, take me away. Just the magical photos and glossy and ah, I miss the days of magazines. I don't even know if they still exist, but I know these two. I've actually done, it was out of the world's scariest places. And I've done story. I was just flipping through. I'm like, done it, done it, done it, done it. And then I got to the Tower of London. And I don't think I've done a story on it. And I hope I haven't. If I have, fuck it. I'm Alzheimer's years old. So aside from the fabulous crown jewels, there's more than meets the eye going on there. Before, uh, it, was, before it was what it is, pretty much a huge museum. 
this ginormous location on the River Thames, the Tower of London has played a prominent role in English history. It was besieged several times and controlling it has been important to the controlling country. The tower has served variously as an armory, a treasury, a menagerie, not a menage, the home of the Royal Mint, a public record office, and the home of the crown jewels of England. And I'm just going to say those crown jewels were just as amazing as you think they're going to be. I want to be a princess. Um, <laughs> there are many people supposedly haunting the location, and some of their stories go a little something like this. Like many of the grisly deaths at the tower, Henry the... Fourth VI ninth. No, we've had this discussion before. I can't tell you shit about that. <laughs> Henry VI met his end as a result of a real life Game of Thrones, though initial reports claimed that Henry died brokenhearted of illness in the Tower after being imprisoned by the House of York at the Tower of London during the Wars of the Roses. The likely truth is far more sinister. <laughs> Soon after Richard of York's son, Edward, seized control of the throne after the Battle of Tewkesbury. I thought that said Twerksbury. And newly minted ruler allegedly called for Henry V.I.'s assassination. I think it's the fourth. Henry was stabbed to death and he knelt in prayer in the Wakefield Tower. Every anniversary of his death, his ghost is said to appear pacing around the exact spot where he met his grisly end. At the last stroke of midnight, he disappears. Oh, shit. And this was my favorite story when I took the tour. It's the story behind the two little princes. When Richard III, or Richard III, seized the crown in 1483, his two nephews, Edward V and his brother, oh, it's probably Edward V, god damn it, and his brother Richard, the Duke of York, were imprisoned at the tower. By the end of the year, they had completely disappeared from public view. While their exact fate is unknown, it's widely believed that the two young boys were murdered so as to extinguish any hope of either royal laying claim to the throne. In 1674, the skeletons of the two children were discovered buried in the tower's stairs true crime baby today the specters of two little princes have been seen in what is now known as the bloody tower chris and i walked in i'm like we have to go to the bloody tower we have to go to the bloody tower dressed in their white night shirts they have also been spotted playing on the battlements oh, it was a pace and cut i'm not sure what that is nikki help and more contemporary <laughs> <Translate>. visit <laughs> And more contemporary visitors to the tower report hearing the laughter of children throughout the halls and on the grounds. Next up, we have the second wife of Henry VIII, V-I-I-I. Queen Anne Boylan is perhaps the most famous ghost of the Tower of London, accused of adultery and incest with her brother George. Game oh. of Thrones shit. Queen Anne, I forgot, you don't talk about Game of Thrones, you hated the ending. Queen Anne was beheaded at the <laughs> Tower in 1536. Shortly before her execution, she told the crowd not to blame her husband, who, as we know now, had invented these charges so that he could remarry 
his, so he could remarry in his futile search for a male heir. Anne is usually seen near the site of her execution, which is now the Queen's house, a house Henry built for Anne and near the altar in the chapel where her body lies. It's so weird to me that like over there, they just like buried bodies just like randomly. Yeah. We don't do that uh, here. It's yeah. It's, it's like hearing things. I think like talk, we didn't talk enough about like that history and how things are done there and the handling of, of of things that are like that feel as simple as like handling a <laughs> a corpse just fascinated me i love this is like this is like some fucked up episode of the crown i love it, <laughs> it literally is god i love that shit so much. um one of the guards tells a story of seeing a hooded figure approach him in the rooms of the tower despite orders to stop the figure advanced leading the guard to run through it with his bayonet at that point, the guard realized the figure was missing its head. Nearly oh, headless wow. Nick. Yeah, I know. This is some Harry Potter shit. <laughs> in what must be one of the most gruesome botched executions in recorded history, poor Margaret de la Poole, Countess of Salisbury, was imprisoned in the tower as an enemy of the state after her son, a cardinal, denounced Henry VIII, V-I-I-I, as the head of the Church of England. Unfortunately for Margaret, her son was in France, so Henry took out his rage on his mother, as, you know, medieval shit happened. Oh, my God. When she made it to the scaffold for her execution, she refused to kneel, saying, so should traitors do, and I am none. They talked so fancy. As she was of noble birth, there were about 150 witnesses present. When the executioner raised his axe... She ran, and the legend goes he pursued her, hacking at her around the scaffold until she was dead. I mean, ew, David. Holy smokes. So the ghostly screams of Margaret are frequently heard at the site of the scaffold, and some visitors have even claimed to witness a reenactment of the bloody event. Lucky them. Not really, because that sounds terrible. So off to the White Tower, the oldest of all the tower structures. (laughs) Visitors report a horrifying crushing sensation as they enter the gallery where Henry VIII's armor is stored. A lot of this centers around Henry VIII. He was just a terrible ruler or something. I don't know anything about him. Henry V-I-I-I. The minute they leave the building, the feeling disappears. Guards have also reported being physically accosted by some unseen force. One was covered and strangled by a heavy cloak. Again, Harry Potter totally made me think that. <laughs> That's all that this is coming from. I know. Only to find, once he freed himself, that he was alone. Another stopped to rest his feet and remove his shoes when a voice behind him whispered, There's only you and I here. Oh, shit. The people say the spirit in the White Tower is Henry VIII himself. Or it could be some other apparently pissed off spirit. I'm just saying I won't be making a trip to the White Tower alone anytime soon. Well, maybe. I mean, that'd be kind of badass. It would be badass. Strap a GoPro to you. See what happens. Exactly. Exactly. Put the GoPros everywhere. We're nearing the end. I promise. I promise. There's just so many good ones I couldn't stop. (laughs) When Lady Arabella Stewart, 
the second cousin of Queen Elizabeth I, or I, secretly married William Seymour, the nephew of Lady Jane Grey, she made King James ah. I very angry. Perceiving a threat to his rule, he put both Lady Arabella and William Seymour in the tower. The two attempted an escape, but Arabella's ship was intercepted and she was returned to the tower. Seymour, for his part, escaped to Flanders. He would never see his wife again. Depressed, she refused to eat in capture and died in the tower in 1615. Like Queen Anne Boylan, Lady Arabella is said to haunt the Queen's house, the governor of the tower who lived in those rooms from 1994 to 2006, reported a disturbing event in which his wife was pushed so violently by some unseen force that it propelled her out of the room and into the hallway. What? Others have reported sightings of her heartbroken ghost on the grounds on the tower, weeping. So what is it? Is she pushing people out of her room or is she walking Holy the grounds weeping? No. What, and when, what, what was the time frame specifically for these stories? Um, where, where she pushed her out of the room? Well, for, like, how, how far is this spanning or is this all? He said he li- they said he lived in the rooms where this happened from 1994 to 2006, but the Holy event shit. only happened once. But it's recent. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he was the governor of the tower. So he was like big head main dude. I don't know what that means really, but I'm sure it's big head main dude. (laughs) Okay. Then we have the icing on the cake. The piece de resistance. Oh, I got it that time. Yeah, you did. I'm so happy. (laughs) You should take this win. Take it. I am. I got it. I did it. And probably my favorite haunting of the entire place, a bear that once lived in the royal menagerie. In 1210, King John established a menagerie of animals at the tower that were used in fights for spectators as amusements. This awful practice was incredibly popular with the people. I mean, it was, what, the 12s? Of course it was. Nothing else going on except ghosts and animal entertainment. And over the years, it transitioned into kind of a zoo at the tower where visitors could see strange beasts from all over the world, including a polar bear. Well, visitors have reported the cries of animals, including lions and monkeys. There's no animals at the tower anymore. So that was really cool. But one guard, they have like the guys with the big hats there, like they have at the castle where they do the changing of the guard. It's kind of fucking awesome. One of these guards uh, claimed to see a spectral bear charging at him only to disappear as soon as he stabbed at the creature with his bayonet. A spectral bear? See why it's my favorite? Good Lord, have mercy. Why is that not more? Like, why? Can we have more of that? (laughs) Spectral (laughs) bears. I wonder if it was the polar bear. I want a spectral bear. Me too. I hope he looks like a teddy bear. So there you have it. More than a few hauntings at the Tower of London. Told you it was going full circle. We were talking. No, the castles. The castles, that's what it was. And I had an experience there. The one time I went. And I, I still, I'm like, was it? But I really think it was. It doesn't even fall into any of these categories. I was leaving. Cate- what categories. Was <laughs> categories. Two for two with it. Back in Chicago, hey, dear, don't you know? Um, 
That's my I real accent. It. Is laugh. it really? Uh, pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> you should, I go back home and listening to my family talk, I'm like, what are you guys saying? I can't even understand you anymore. Okay. So I actually had somebody email in. It's like, oh, I can hear just a hint of the Chicago accent in your voice. I'm like, I thought it was all gone. Until <laughs> I get drunk, which you've heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I was leaving what was the prison area and I heard a whisper in my ear and I felt the breath on my face and I couldn't make out what it said or I can't remember. I'm not sure. Um, but of course, I thought it was my husband, Chris. So I whip around and was ready to either be pissed off that he was trying to scare me or shocked at his public display of affection because that never happens. <laughs> and he was a good 10 feet ahead of me. And nobody was Shit. behind me. Wow. We had just exited the building. And to my right was all the Queen's house, which was gorgeous. And I guess some... On one of the tours they took, some of the like political people still live there to this day. So I don't know what it was. On the other side of me was just a big wall to the tower area where the, I think on the other side is the crown jewels. Um, It still gets me when I think of it. Would I investigate the place if given a chance? Fuck yes, I would. Would I be terrified the whole time? Of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But I say, Bring it, your royal highness. I would love to tell you the story this place has to tell. My sources were World's Scariest Places, a little bit of Wikipedia, and thelineup.com had every haunting there. So there you have it. Nice. I like a good European haunting. I miss London so much. When the, when the COVIDs are gone, I'm going to fucking Sweden. I'm going to England. I'm going... You're not going to be able to stop me. I'm going to quit my job. <laughs> See, what's going to happen is when the COVID's done, I'm going to be working my fucking ass off. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, we're all going to be nomads. Like, by the time that this, this whole pandemic is gone, everyone's just going to, like, <laughs> everyone's just going to buy a van and just travel for the rest of their lives. Or, you know, an RV. <laughs> and or, yeah, or I'm just going to live in your RV like that. Uh, the girl living in that uh, that guy's... Air vent in the. We never used the the second bathroom, so I wouldn't even know if you were in there. Perfect. (laughs) I found our last listener story. I am not even kidding, people. This is the last one. I need stories. Oh shit! Odditiefilescrew at gmail dot com. That was my mommy voice. Next time, you won't get a fucking story because there aren't any more. Okay, so the story goes a little something like this. Hello, Oddity Files team. Let me begin by saying I enjoy the show and only recently discovered the podcast. I'm looking forward to lots of good listening. I have a story I think you'll enjoy. So you know how every town has a haunted house, dot, dot, dot. I had a crazy childhood and not in a good way. We moved around a lot from place to place when I was a kid, all of it being the result of poverty, parental addiction issues, and domestic violence situations. I'm so sorry, Tony J. Um, I think I was six or seven years old living in a small town in middle Missouri known as Knobnoster. Dot, dot. Yes, it's a real name. Dash. I'm not making it up. 
Well done, Tony J. <laughs> um, you made it dirty, Tony J. We had been living in a trailer when we were forced to move. I remember pulling up to the old house on the corner of a busy street in a small town with a feeling of dread weighing me down. This is the haunted house in Knob Noster. Say that 10 times fast. The one every kid knew about. The one you walked by and stared hard at at the dark windows, hoping to see something spooky looking back to you. I just know that I was very panicky at the thought of having to spend any time there. I lived in that house too. (laughs) I don't remember a lot about that summer other than I did everything in my power not to have to spend the night in that house. I must have worn out my welcome with every one of my friends and their families because eventually I had to spend the night there. The house seemed ancient to me. It was two stories with an old basement that I never dared step foot into. They must have been renting it cheap. Reflecting back now, I can't imagine we'd be able to afford much. My room was upstairs in the attic space. I don't think there was much to my room as I tried my best not to be there. Probably some stuff in boxes and maybe a few more of my things scattered about. My bed was positioned right under a window. I know there was either no curtain or a very thin one because the light from the street light streamed through my window over my bed. I think the light outside probably added some sense of comfort. The night in question, I remember laying in bed and looking at the light coming in. The house was very quiet. I fell asleep. At some point, something woke me up. Not a sleepy, rubbing your eyes kind of wake up, but one of those one moment you're sound asleep, and the next, you're wide awake kind of wake-ups. My eyes opened up, and I saw a tall black figure standing over my bed. I couldn't make out a face or even distinct body features. It was almost a shrouded figure, deathly silent, unmoving. I felt paralyzed. Somehow, I was able to pull the covers over my head and make it through the night. I don't remember anything else about that house. But years later, after I reconnected with my biological mother, she told me that she too had experienced things that made her believe that the house was haunted. Footsteps up and down the stairs, strange noises, and whispered voices. From what I understand, that house was torn down long ago. The thing I always carried away from this story is the absolute knowledge that we children had, that the house was haunted. Isn't it strange how children always know where the scary places are? As a parent myself, I've always listened carefully to what my kids have to say. Who knows? Maybe they know where the next haunted house might be found. Keep up the amazing work. Tony J. Asheville, North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, I saved the best for last. Tony. Holy smokes. What a killer. Like, that is just, that is a well-written story. It's so well-written. That wrap-up. Uh, like, come on, get out of here. Like, I am give me covered that. in Send goosebumps right now. I want to tell it on like, like Halloween. I want to like Zoom call my friends and be like, I got a story for you. Oh, I'll text it to you. You totally it's can. It's so good. So good. So good. So Tony, good. thank you so much. Perfect for October. October. <laughs> but I'm serious, people. Send me your stories. I, yes. I know you've got a lot to live up to here with Tony J. But... I need your stories. Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. You know, Nick and I are recording back to back because we're back to back episodes. We need some fucking sleep. Where does the new cool? Ghost on. Yeah.
Episode 99! Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed Network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Lock, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay. Go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller.